like that. You do? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. How did you do that? How did I do it? I just, I don't know. I just did it. Are you, I, is, I, is it a hidden track? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tracks are hidden. But yeah. Oh, I okay. Just, yeah. You know, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, there's yeah, no like, tracks. I thought you How did one do that? Well, all right. Well, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, hello and welcome to episode number three of Musician Stories. My name is Chris Mitchell, and I am the lead guitar player for Four Times Ladder. Today, we have a longtime friend of mine, bass player extraordinaire and producer, Jake Wagar. What's up? <laughs> How's it going, buddy? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty Dude, good. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. It's been a minute since we've gotten some time <laughs> to sit down and talk. Um, but let's start at the beginning. Like, how 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 did we meet? Well, I was playing bass for a band. It was when we were in high school. Yeah. I was playing bass for this punk band I was in, and we had to do the show, which was so weird. It was a funeral or something oh my gosh i totally forgot and and our guitar or one of our guitarists dropped out and the drummer andash fabian he he's like oh i i know this guy chris he's he's fantastic (laughs) he's he's probably the best guitar player i've ever heard just just we should have him come in and then I met you at the first practice didn't say a word to you i don't think we said a word we didn't say a word to each other it was it was weird and then the new people you know? yeah yeah <laughs> chris was showing off it was sick obviously um <laughs> thank you and then we didn't talk at any of the practices and then the day of the show the only th- conversation me and chris had he came up to me and goes so you do flips and stuff <laughs> and then i was like no and that's the only that's that's it that was that's it that's all we talked oh my god for maybe Another year after, also. Yeah. I remember at that show. <laughs> so, to kind of like recap on that show, that was wild. It was, like you said, what, 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 it was a like a memorial. Or, yeah, a memorial it was kind like of a, thing. Our singer's family was having like a family reunion memorial thing. It was, it was not the place to be playing <laughs> punk and rock music oh yeah but we, that's what they wanted so we did we did whole lot of love right yeah and i did a solo in the middle of it yeah we did moby dick mm-hmm. um what's that one green day song uh wake me up when september ends that's kind of fitting that yeah, was kind of fitting <laughs> i don't know but yeah and then and then we stopped because did we do we did like half of our set they stopped he went up that singer guy no, Morgan went back. Morgan and his mom and me did right. Frank Sinatra. The, oh, you were part of that? Yeah. Okay. I was playing yeah, the upright bass yep. and they had a piano outside. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was an electric piano and Morgan was singing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird experience too. Oh my gosh, dude, I've totally <laughs> forgotten about that. That was my first paid gig, fun fact. You got paid for that? I got paid for You didn't get paid for that? Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. We gotta call Morgan. Hold I don't on. know. I don't. Yeah. I honestly don't remember. I got but. paid 50 bucks for that. <laughs> My nice. my dad took that check to the bank, and he had them print out an extra copy of it so we could frame it. Swear <laughs> to God, swear to God. Where's it at? Uh, I'll have to ask him. <laughs> it's, it's right here. No, uh, yeah, I, I'll have to check that out. But I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that that was wild. We were just in this little tent up on like yeah. a slight hill in front of this huge house, and there were just there were just tables of people eating people yeah it was over so a memorial. <laughs> i mean it was it was it was a gig it it happened it did it happen yeah it there so are a was, number of gigs i can say that yeah it happened yeah 
that was my first introduction to you, uh, knowing of you. Um, wow. That's wild. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that was five, six years ago. Six, oh six years. Wait, how old am I? Yeah, six years ago. Sixteen. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I was sixteen. I? <laughs> I was sixteen. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Gosh, that's nuts, man. Honestly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then we didn't really start talking again until I stayed in touch with the drummer Andash, who will come on the show this season nice. later on. Um, looking forward to have him. But yeah, I stayed in touch with him, and you know, I came out and saw you guys play. Uh, variety of shows the barn show with, yeah uh, yeah with and that's steve, where you met steve actually. too steve uh steve will come on at some point too but for those who don't know steve is uh, my singer and rhythm guitar player and four times louder but yeah that's where i met him so that's but yeah i kept seeing you guys and i was kept in touch with andash and uh i don't think i talked to you at that barn show either probably not no we really didn't I think talk we made a, until we might have came to your house said a couple things to each other because you were asking about Garrett or something. Oh, Garrett. You might you might have just like passing talk. Oh, I should have Garrett come on. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Um, you should have Delson come on. He has so many crazy stories oh, about sure meeting musicians. <laughs> I will definitely. Yeah, we'll exchange stuff yeah. after that. But um, and then we didn't really talk until four times louder became a thing. Yeah. And then. We still didn't really talk then until it, it was just me and you in the studio that one night, and it was that's true. Was I feel like that's on. when we really bonded, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, was, he's my buddy. We had our we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man, that was fun. I I remember, like I said, I kept in touch with Andash, and I ended up just calling him, and be like, hey, we should jam, and he was like, you got to come down. We're recording stuff, and that was with you and Steve, and obviously Andash, and um, I came down and. It was three times louder then. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then it wasn't. <laughs> then it wasn't. <laughs> then it became and then we had that we weird today. comedy night, open mic night oh in my basement. Oh my gosh. <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell them about that. I don't I don't even know what happened. I don't even know how y'all showed up. No, we, we the four of us. <laughs> it's that same night. Yeah, it all happened on the yeah, same day. Yeah, that was that same night you, that I came to Andash your house. Andash was like, just, just come to Jake's house. Yep. And you were like, all right, I'm there. And you just showed up. And then I think Jackson was like, hey, you want to jam? And you're like, yeah, just come just come to Jake's house. And then Jackson brought some people. And then yes, we did like weird stand-up stories yeah, in Jackson my had a couple uh, stand-up stories. Jackson is a good buddy of mine. He will be coming in episode four. So stay tuned for the next one of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did a stand-up comedy. I know Andosh did one. And I mean, they were great. They were hilarious. Yeah, they, but like, we started that night. I came down and we jammed and we played all my life. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was. Yeah, uh, that's I came the down. one we all knew. Just uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know it at all. Okay, I knew Chris, the song. Chris, I don't know most of the songs <laughs> when we were going to play it. So I'm just like, I'll get there. <laughs> I didn't know it, but I've heard the song, obviously. Yeah. But I remember coming down. and I was like, nobody plays this. This is so cool that, we're, that you guys are doing that. And God, we. I mean, we still play that. You know, yeah. we, we close with that. That's that's just a banger. That's where it started. Oh, yeah. Jeez. 
right, well, let's start at the beginning of your music career, because I'm interested to hear this. I've known you for a long time, but I don't really know the backstory of kind of how you got into music and where you came from and all that, a lot of your influences. So, you know, what what was your upbringing in music? You know, what got you started in it? What was your inspiration to kind of get into music? Um, I just, one year, I think I was like 12, my step-grandpa, he plays piano, and he just offered to give me piano lessons and so I took piano so I've been playing piano for I guess 10 years but I'm really bad lack of practice but <laughs> um so that's where I started learning and I was just learning classical pieces and then when I got to it, I get it had been before I was 12 how old were we when we were in fifth grade about 12, that sounds right. Okay, so then I was 11 because it was okay. before I started playing violin. And then in fifth grade, I elected to do... In, in, in the school system where I went, in fifth grade, you could choose to start an instrument. And then once you get to middle school, you had to take some form of music. So I elected to do it in fifth grade, and I started playing the violin. Oh, okay. And... And again, lack of practice, um, but something about it, that year of playing, something about the upright bass really intrigued me. Oh, no, I played violin for two years in our school's orchestra, and then in seventh grade, something about the upright bass just really intrigued me, so I switched over, and then I played electric bass for a year, and then um, one of the other bassists... His name's Tyler Auville. He's a phenomenal bass player. He had, he was in the jazz band and said, hey, you should audition for jazz band. You know how to play the electric bass. And I was like, yep. I didn't even own an electric bass. I just <laughs> thought my skills would transfer. Uh-huh. And well, boy, was I wrong. You didn't even own an electric bass no, at this no, time. No, I hadn't. It was just a complete lie. I was like, okay, yep, so you, I can you do said it. You were violent for two years, mm-hmm. then you did the upright bass. Yeah. Okay. And in that year, I started playing the upright bass. So like three months later is when they had, no, yeah, I played upright bass for a full year. And then in eighth grade, he was like, hey, you should join the jazz band. You play electric bass. And I was like, yeah, I play electric bass. <laughs> I can play the bass. So I went home and I told my parents, I was like, hey, I need an electric bass. Oh my so God. <laughs> we went to Guitar Center, just got one of those Squire kits and I started practicing for my audition and it, it was different. It was different. Do you, just, do you still have the first bass? Yeah, that's the painted one. Oh, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's okay. the one. Yeah, that's the one I've had forever. Definitely, um, uh, send me a picture of that I'll throw it on the website mm-hmm. so people can see it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. How long did you have that before your second instrument? My second instrument, what like my second bass? Or... Yeah. Actually, my second instrument I bought was an electric guitar. Okay, what kind of guitar? It was my Michael Kelly. Oh, my really? first paycheck. I worked over the summer at my dad's um, engineering firm, uh, digitizing drawings, and all the money I made that summer, I went and bought a guitar and an amp. And that's kind of when I started learning guitar. But my dad, my dad plays a guitar a little bit. He plays acoustic guitar, knows his cowboy chords, but cowboy. Um, <laughs> Um, so I, I, I always tried to like pick it up and learn it and then I'd get frustrated and just like, ah, I could play the bass. 
and frustrated <laughs> with a guitar. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy one. And so I spent all the money I made that summer on a guitar. And then I, I started learn like learning. Yeah. And then that's how I learned guitar. So what did you start learning? You know, when you picked up the bass or the guitar, what did you gravitate towards to, to, to learn? So the bass is pretty cliche, but the first thing I, I, taught myself to play the night i got it was another one bites the dust oh nice <laughs> and i played it for i don't know i just played that riff for a couple hours until like i got finger strength I, I mean i just kept playing and until i got it and then i had to practice this piece and which involved reading sheet music and learning a new instrument so oh wow so that was a little bit interesting did you perform that piece yeah, and that I did. was for the and jazz it, band, is what you're talking Yeah, that about. was for the addition for the jazz band. And I did so bad. <laughs> I did so bad. Like, I thought I wasn't going to get in. But the band director, like, I, I was cool with, with the band director because he helped with the orchestra. And he goes, Do you really want to be in jazz band? And I was uh -huh. like, Yeah, I do. And he goes, Okay. So he let me in. <laughs> but I know I botched the whole audition because he had to ask me that question. Oh, jeez. But, but having to then force myself to go through that like learn the music and actually do it in front of people with a whole other room of musicians who know what they're doing. Yeah. Kind of forced me into it. And that's the same way with a lot of instruments I've played have been because I, I lied and said I could do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But you did it. Yeah. I mean, know, and that's I mean, I, awesome. I pulled yeah. it off to some degree. <laughs> Can you read guitar sheet music? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But now I can read guitar sheet music. So well, there you go. <laughs> I man, I mean, tell me more about that audition, though. I mean, it wasn't hard. I mean, I just it was just a simple like just a walking baseline. But obviously, I couldn't. Yeah. No one can so see was my it fingers. Just, just you, or with you play? Were you playing? It was with just. The band? It was just me. In front of how many people? Just the band director. Okay. Okay. So and that's he was not just like awful. running. No, no, it wasn't awful, but. I did awful. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew. <laughs> I knew. knew. I knew. I was like, oh, this is horrible. And yeah. Oh, because I'm also a big procrastinator. I waited till the last minute to tell my parents I needed a oh base. My and my, my parents like, when's the audition? I'm like, uh, I was like, yeah, it's in like two days. They're oh, like, my. All right, well, we better go get you one. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> no way. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was, again, Lack of practice. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh my gosh. I made it through that year and then I did jazz band in high school until. I did it for two years and then the third year they just started repeating all the music and they weren't putting new music in so I quit. Really? And then there was a jazz choir that was audition only and they actually took paying gigs for the school. And the choir director wanted a, a backing band. And he didn't audition the band. He just selected the people he wanted to be in it. So he had me come. I was the bass player. Andash was the drummer. Oh, wow. And we Is that had a where whole... you met Andash? Or did you, you no, I met Andash in sixth grade. Oh, okay. So this was, this was way before. I, I've known, I knew Andash for a while, and then we bonded more, and then just I started playing, and he knew could play the drums. So I think we, we got a lot closer in high school when we were doing jazz band and stuff. Cause we'd have to be at the school at five 30 in the morning. And then on Saturdays we'd have to show up and load a bus and go play a gig for a bunch of old people who wanted to hear jazz music. <laughs> well, that's really cool though. And I will say that's really cool too, that the band director like saw you get through that audition and just like struggle. And he was like, 
hey, but do you like this? Do you like really like this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And that like, was... All right. Like, did he help you a lot through that process or of like kind of getting you through jazz band and like starting to learn that? Or was it more just your own and you really worked at it? It was kind of my own and I really worked because he's not, he was a string. So in middle school, he was a string and um, brass teacher. Okay. But he wasn't really like big on electric instruments. Like he just didn't know, like he didn't, he didn't play it. So it was kind of. I would ask Tyler for help because he was in jazz band too, and he would just be like, "Oh, it's just this." And then Tyler is Auville. He's the other bass player. Right? He yeah, there was he only did upright bass. Yeah, there was only two of us for a very long time playing upright bass. It was me and Tyler. Um. Oh yeah, and he so the band director didn't really like help me through it. I just had to force myself. But if I I really think if he didn't give me that chance, I would have just put it down and not went back to it, just like I did trying yeah. to play guitar all those years. Oh, that's really cool though. I mean, I. I really dig that. That that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said another one bites the dust was like the first bass song you ever learned. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. What was like the first album or artist that really influenced you? Not necessarily that you learned, but just like that you heard and was like, wow. Well, from a musician standpoint, it was a lot of the Beatles stuff. It was okay. a lot of Sgt. Pepper's. Um, stuff like that and it just I don't know what exactly resonated with me but it was just like I don't even know if I recognized the bass as that's something I want to do or if it's just like I I just want to make music how old were you when you like were really like wow the Beatles well probably when I started playing the electric instruments okay because before that I would when I was my parents like had their teen years in the nineties. Yeah. So they were listening to, so my mom was like on the hip hip hop rap kind of thing. Like with the beastie boys, my mom loved the beastie boys. Okay. And that's why I love it. I have their album cover right. tattooed on my skin. <laughs> um, and my dad really loved the classic rock stuff, like the Beatles and queen. And so he introduced me to that side. My mom introduced me to the Beastie Boys and um my dad liked all like the grungy bands like Nirvana and Bush. Um so if if you can kind of tell where my bass playing comes from. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and again, like I've obviously known you a lot of a long time, but I, I didn't know that to that extent. You know, I knew you were a fan of those bands, mm-hmm. but that makes a ton of sense yeah. playing with you and kind of your your style and all that. That's really interesting. And then um go ahead out of no like they didn't introduce me to green day or anything but um do you remember greg pace yeah so he he was the original drummer for that band in high school we finished last before we before and andas was playing guitar and then they kind of went back and forth oh really yeah i didn't know that so one night i was with greg and andas andas was playing guitar, Greg was drumming, and Anda, or Greg's older brother plays guitar, and he taught me how to play... Andash wasn't there yet, so he was playing guitar, and he taught me how to play American Idiot. Just like, just like do this note, then this note, then this note, and just yeah. keep playing that, and we'll get through the song. So he showed me my first Green Day riff, and that really set me on a path, and now <laughs> I got them tattooed on my arm, too. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, 
And that's that was so was that the beginning of we finished last? Is that how yeah. that kind of started with you guys? Yeah, it was me, Andash. So before I was in it, there we had a there was a female singer and her sister was the bass player. Her sister did not know how to play the bass. And you guys then, had a female singer first? It was before I was in it. They didn't actually do anything. It was just oh, like okay. a theoretical we just, just started like a band. A... Um and then they both quit and Andash was like you, you could play the bass. You want to come hang out with us? And I was like, yeah, I'll come play. Um, still really bad. That was still one I was like kind of learning, getting through it. <laughs> I'm eager to hear this. Uh, what's your favorite gig story? Were you playing out live? Oh, man. I know there's been a ton of them. I can think of some that I've had with you that were just wild. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm eager to hear... Your personal playing gigs out. What's the top? And if it's a couple, that's fine. We got time. But okay. Yeah. Um. So in terms of just out there, where are we? What's going on? The Shack Down. The Shack Show. The Shack Show. Shack Down. Oh. Tell it. Tell we, the whole story. Tell the whole. We took story. this gig. And oh. We're like, yeah, let's play it. It was our first actual live gig. Um. No. No, we played that house in Kent first. I believe it was the second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we took it and thinking yes. that was going to be our first gig. And yes. Then we, yeah. Correct. So we we took the gig. Didn't look up where it was. Maybe two <laughs> weeks later, like, hey, where are we going? <laughs> Turns out it's like two and a half hours away. Oh, in the I, middle of we were pissed. In we the, were livid. <laughs> I was. So, I'm, like, I'm not driving two hours for this gig. We don't even know if we're gonna get paid. Best. Best. It gig. was. It was. Yeah. It was the craziest on, show I've ever played. It was. So we drove the two and a half hours. It was like a shared driveway with a bunch. It was not a trailer park, but everybody back there lived in trailers. It was like, I don't, I don't, it was, it was weird, but it was behind a school and you had to take a dirt road. And as soon as you got past like the school and past like maybe a hundred yards into the woods, no cell phone signal. Oh yeah. It's all gone. You have no internet, (laughs) no form of communication. We're like, we're going to die out here. And then. And then they had like an actual stage built and bands were playing and they had like actual vendors. There was a glass blower. It was the craziest thing. And everybody was just having a good time. And then there was just backyard wrestling. There was like a whole WWE thing going on. And so bands are playing and people are wrestling. And then (laughs) at one point in the night, right before we went on, they had a professional wrestler come out. Oh. And just body slam people for twenty bucks or oh, something. I about this. And I want to do it so bad. Oh, and everybody's like, no, you can't, you can't do it. You're gonna hurt yourself. I'm like, please just let me get body slammed. Yeah, but don't forget the best part that if you signed a waiver, I mean, I guess regardless you had to sign a waiver, but yeah. it was twenty bucks for a regular person, but they had discount prices for kids. It was only ten bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. There were kids getting slammed, and I'm like, listen, he's slamming kids, just he's not gonna hurt me. He knows what he's doing. I probably would have gotten hurt. So yeah. I still wish I would have done it, but oh yeah, then five we played bands, five bands played, and then in between every band there was a wrestling match. Yeah, and they're God. they're breaking tables, oh. and uh, it was so crazy. It was it was like a fever dream. Yeah, I, it was really like I woke up the next morning. I was like that didn't happen. <laughs> like that's yeah. not real. Yeah. Good thing we had photo evidence. <clears throat> I remember sitting there when we were loading in, and we were super early. We, we we played later in the night, but we got there really early. Yeah. And, like, a a guy in a hearst pulls up. 
Oh, like yeah. Like a real older dude. And he gets out of the car, and with him is this larger lady that is just like this goth chick. Just, oh, man. Oh, yeah, it was, dude. And I'm like, where am I? And I look up, and where the shack is, like itself, there was the peace flag. Like, you know, like. Yeah, they had, like, every flag. Yeah, was... the peace flag. And then on the other side was the Confederate flag. So I was like, is this a real place? Like, that was it... nuts. Yeah, but everybody was so nice, and everybody just was there to have a good time. Oh, absolutely. It was just, it was something else. You had to be there, and yeah, so that was probably my wildest one. <laughs> what a phenomenal In game. terms of best show I've ever played, like, personally, probably The Outpost. That would be the first time we played The yeah, Outpost? the only time I played The Outpost. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so that was probably, in terms of quality on my end probably that probably was the best show. show man and then we had such a good turnout yeah and oh what a great that show was that, was. that was special and then in terms of like being special like i was in this classic rock cover band um and we played out quite a lot a lot of places hired us out to play and we'd do like super long sets like pushing four or five hours um but it's still super ooh, excuse me sue still come on words still super fun <laughs> and um we got to open up for oh man i can't remember the name off the top of my head uh, who's this with it was with the satellites okay. so delson and garrett that's right you played in the super satellites yeah. so oh man Actually, they were my longest running band because I joined them in sixth grade okay. or, or seventh grade because I was you only played playing bass the whole time, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always played bass. And then towards the end of our run, I started singing a little oh, bit. And because I know, but for people out there, tell me about that band, like what you guys did, what you guys played, what kind of style venues. So in <clears throat> when we first started, so it was me and two brothers, um, Delson and Garrett Ross. And Delson was a guitar player and Garrett was a drummer and they, they had been playing together forever. Like it's, and when I mean forever, like third Delson was in third grade. Garrett was in kindergarten. That's when they, they started playing together and then they just didn't have a bass player for a long time. And then in seventh grade, when I started playing bass, Delson's like, and me and Delson have always been friends since kindergarten all till now did they play shows as a duo just the two of them or did they, they did like a couple talent shows and oh, stuff okay, okay. um so they did play out just as a duo but yeah. it was all like 50s rockabilly stuff oh really um a lot of chuck berry yeah. that kind of stuff and talent shows they're only playing like one song so it was like chuck berry alice cooper huh. um and then i joined them for a while and that's when we became the Super Satellites. We had we got a name, we got a logo and stuff. And we did their parents. Their parents renewed their vows or something. So we played their party. And that was the first gig I actually played, like out, was to this group of older people playing music from, we did Johnny Cash and I think Brian Adams, Chuck Berry, like a lot of 50s, oh, I know Brian Adams isn't 50s, but 50s, 60s, and then 
as we started getting older, we started playing newer music till so at the end of our run we were playing 50s all the way up through early 90s music and it was just the most broad type of music we could ever play but it was it was interesting um we got hired for a lot of private parties so we weren't like playing venues um we played a drag race um uh, Dragway 42, they had a, uh, it's called Rock and Race. They did a bunch of like souped up muscle cars and they raced them all day and they just have bands play. And we were always hired out to do that. That's cool. Um, it's not hard to play while they were going. It was, it was kind of <laughs> loud because we were like right at the point where the engines were loud enough to just be like, but <laughs> it, it, it was fun, but it was. Every once in a while, it would whip past and I'd get distracted or something, but it was fun. But we opened up for, it was at, it was at the dragway. We got to open for Glenn Schwartz, who was the original guitarist for the James Gang. Really? Which is based in Cleveland. He was Joe Walsh's guitar teacher. <laughs> he's, he, he's kind of a legend among musicians, um, but he, he was really kind of up there in age. When he was giving a talk after playing a song, he just kind of got halfway through the talk and just started the Lord's Prayer. Like he what? was, he was really losing it, but boy, could he play guitar still! Oh my! It was, it was interesting. Um, yeah. But shortly after that, he passed away. So we were the wow. last people to get to play with him, pretty much. Wow! And that's it was. Wild. That was a cool experience. That was a cool experience getting to open for him. Didn't like yeah. Uh, a living let well, a living legend. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was that was probably a that yeah, was a spe- it was a special show I played. Like that was that uh, I think about that show a lot. It was it was pretty cool. So speaking of cars and drag racing, you're getting in your own car every day. Yeah. What are you listening to now? What are your what are your musical tastes? How have they differed from when you started? What, what what are you listening to on the way to work? I'm still listening to that '90s music, dude. Same stuff. Always. Yeah. Oh man, I always that's listen. Cool. It's that's kind of like my go-to. It's because I'll like hyperfixate on a band or even a song, and I'll listen to that song over and over and over again. But when I'm in between that stuff, it's always '90s music. Hmm. And most of the time, I get hyperfixated on other '90s music. Like right now, um, actually, strangely enough. On the way here, I was listening to a band from the '60s called The Band. Um, okay. What what kind of music or style do they do? They're kind of like folky rock. They used um, so they're a Canadian band. They got their start when Bob Dylan needed a backing band. So he so the band the band would. <laughs> They didn't have a name. They were just Bob Dylan's ba- band. So whenever they the band would go out in public, everybody would go, "Oh, there's the band, there's the band." They wouldn't. They they didn't have a name. So they just when they stopped playing with Dylan, they're just like, "We're the band." That's great. Um, and they were another one of those bands that was legends among other musicians. They they were still pretty popular, but they were competing with. The Beatles and Leonard Skinner and the Rolling Stones. Wow. Um, so those were like, I guess, more mainstream, and the band was that folky 
kind of indie stuff, but um, yeah, I, li- I listen to them a lot. Um, a song you might recognize from them is The Weight. I'm not familiar, but I'll give it a listen for sure. Yeah, um, yeah that's a band I listen to a lot. Fan- phenomenal. The guitarist wrote almost every almost every one of their songs. His name's Robbie Robertson. Phenomenal guitar player. Hmm. Gr- fantastic songwriter. All of them could basically play all their instruments and then some and so they were all they would swap around sometimes and just it was I mean, if I got to see him live, that would be fant- amazing, but are they still playing? No. Uh Robbie Robbie's still alive. He's still doing good. And then they're they're um, they had a synth player back then. Really? He he like he did like other keys, but it was pretty much he was doing synth parts. Um, his name was Garth. I think he's still alive. But they're the they're the only two left. But they don't play a lot anymore. Huh. And yeah. Interesting. So saying like you know seeing bands live and stuff, what what's your favorite band you've ever seen live? Okay, this is weird because I don't listen to a lot of heavy music, but my favorite concert experience was Slipknot. Really? It I saw them at a tattoo and heavy metal festival, Where? and what? Where? In man at the Mansfield Reformatory. It okay. was the incarceration. Um. <laughs> Which is why I say I got a prison tattoo because I got it in the <laughs> old prison. Um, but that concert was, first of all, it was all it was almost all GA. So I just we were just kind of up front, and they they had these. It was I don't know. I'm in a lost words. It was just <laughs> this magnificent performance and the craziest mosh pit I've ever been in also. I really? legitimately thought I was going to die several times. Oh <laughs> and it was like, and if, if you were just even on the outer rim, you didn't get a choice. You were in the mosh pit. Like, <laughs> oh my. but that was probably as much as I thought I was going to die. It was probably the most fun I've had at a concert. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would have to say Slipknot's probably my favorite concert, even though I'm not super into the metal scene. Wow, that's what, how long do they play for? I don't even like maybe two hours. Oh my gosh, that's a long time. <laughs> that is a long. And everybody, time. the grass was. De- this was the first night of the festival. The grass was destroyed. Everyone was kicking up dirt. Me and oh um, I went with my buddy Morgan, and and when we got in our car, we were just like hacking up like dirt and mud like in our lungs <laughs> oh my gosh. it was it oh. was something else but what an experience though. yeah that's so cool man jeez so all right well you know obviously you've kind of had to take a step back from four times louder and do that but you're mm-hmm. still doing uh producing and recording and stuff yep so tell me a little bit about that um i mean i just i don't really publicly record it's mostly bands i've made connections with people people i know um but it's just something i like to do it's just it's something that um like i i I love playing live and and being a part of a band but just the time commitment was hard and with recording it's 
we schedule one day to record and then I can work on it on my own time. Even if that means at like two or three in the morning. Right. Um, You've acquired uh, a a massive amount of gear too. (laughs) Tell, tell that story from. Oh, so. Oh, maybe a year ago. Yeah, probably, probably a year ago. Um, my girlfriend was working at a veterinary office and one of her coworkers used her and her husband used to be sound technicians for, I believe it was Mr. Speed, which is a Kiss tribute band. So they'd tour all around, do sound and lights for them. And, and my girlfriend was telling her that like, I'm in a band, I run sound and stuff. And she goes, well, I have all, I have some of our old equipment. If he wants it, I just wanted to go to a good home. And I was like, heck yeah, free stuff. <laughs> and then I, I thought maybe I could fit it in my little four door sedan. <laughs> and we get there and it is an, in, it, it's an entire like amphitheater's worth of gear. <laughs> I'm like, all right, hold on. And so I had to go get a truck. I had to call my buddy Steve to bring his car and my girlfriend had her car. So he had two SUVs and a truck and then I had to go back and get the rest of it (laughs) and it was it was a lot and I still have 90% of it (laughs) I sold off the stuff I didn't really need and but like what what kind of stuff was in it there there were a couple mixers um, tons of speakers huge subwoofers a whole set of microphones, right? Like 20 or something microphones. <laughs> a couple sets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of mic stands, speaker stands, tons of floor monitors. Like, I, I had enough firepower. I could probably, if you know the Akron area, do lock three. Jeez. Um, wow. Yeah, it was an absurd amount, but... <laughs> And I still, yeah, I still have most of it. But wow, that's nuts, yeah. dude! I remember the day that you got that, and you called me, and you literally were like, "I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a kid in a candy store, <laughs> yeah, dude. But, but, it, it like... but it's music stuff." And you were so excited. You were running around your house, and and like it was dude, everywhere, dude. It was everywhere. It was when everywhere. You first got it, and I remember, I didn't quite grasp what you were telling me. I was like, "All right, well, whatever." And then we had like a practice or something. I came over, and I'm like, "Oh." Oh yeah. Oh, it's always oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. And there's just there's just hundreds of cables to go through and make sure they work or yeah. don't work and that had to be a pain in the butt though going through that. Yeah, and then some of them died after I tested them. Oh, so bummer. like they're like, yeah, these ones work and then I go to use it. Like, no, that doesn't work. Still though. I, I mean, what a yeah. cool story I mean, and all that stuff, dude. Yeah. That is nuts the amount of stuff you have. Yeah. Big Man. time. I've only ever used it once. Was that at the uh, <laughs> the barn show? And then I uh, electrocuted you because I, oh, I fell off the right. stage and stepped in a bucket of water and unplugged something. And then you <laughs> went to plug it in and electrocuted yourself. That's right. Yeah, we're sitting there watching you guys play. And I'll, I'll, this was you're in the super satellites. You're playing in front of a barn. This is with all your music got up, right? Oh no, no. This is had. the second time. This is when I was playing with Morgan. Oh, that's right. Right. That's yeah. right. I was playing for Willigan. Yeah, and. Um. Yeah, all of a sudden your bass cuts out, and we're like, "Oh shit!" You know, like, is 
you know, is the speaker bad? Because at this, at this yeah. point, it's all like kind of new. Like, well, is it, you know, what what went wrong? But like, we could still hear some of you, but definitely not on the right side. So I'm going back. I'm, you know, uh, your girlfriend's running sound on the time. And I'm telling her, she's like, I don't know. So I go back up front and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, it's it literally just like unplugged. Like it, it looked like, yeah. I don't know, you just stepped on whatever. So I go to plug it in, but it was full of water because you spilled water and I didn't realize well, it. We had, the yeah. reason we had a bucket of water oh, behind me that. Yeah. was because when it got darker, Delson, who we've mentioned several times. Yeah. We'll have a, we'll definitely have him come on. Enjoys breathing fire. <laughs> so we needed the bucket of water in case he set himself on fire. So in the at the end of one song, he he stopped playing. He was just playing lead stuff. What song he, was it for? Do you remember? I can't remember. Okay, I think it was for. Was it for the? Was it for the first song we played? Did we bring out the fire that early? I feel like he did. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Morgan. That's a yeah. yeah. That's a Morgan esque thing to do. Um. Anyway, so I step. No, it couldn't have been the first song because I dumped the water during the first song. Oh. But anyway, I I was like doing. <laughs> bass player rocking thing and I took a step back stepped in the bucket fell off the stage <laughs> dumped water and unplugged this cable yeah um and then Chris electrocuted himself <laughs> yeah that was great that was fine it wasn't anything serious it just, just gave like, him oh, a shock like, oh hello there's, a, there's electricity there but all right well that's that's pretty much all the question I had yeah. but before we go I want to ask you you know is there anything um for few future musicians two things I want to ask you but first thing future musicians what advice would you give them just don't stop don't stop don't stop practicing i i mean i tried picking up a guitar forever and would just put it back down but at some point i'd always pick it back up and just try again it's just it's gonna get frustrating it's definitely gonna get frustrating there's you have you're teaching your body to do something or your finger fingers your body to do something it's not used to doing and it's gonna you're, you're going to cramp up. You're going to get frustrated when your fingers don't do what your brain's telling your fingers to do. Just, just don't stop. And just, yeah. There you go. Yep. I dig it. Yeah. I'm here for it. I won't stop. <laughs> um, anything you want to plug at the end? You know, anything? Uh, obviously, you said you're doing a little bit of recording, but. I mean, I haven't told anybody, but I almost have a whole solo album done. No way. I have. 10 songs, I just got to write words to it and kind of put them together. No way. Yep. Dude, awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to hear it. We'll <laughs> keep an eye out for it. Um, Whenever this comes out at some point, if it's out yeah, already, I'll definitely link it. <laughs> if uh, if not, then that will be a coming soon link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be it. But, uh, well, dude, thanks for coming on. Oh, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed having you out. I had a really good time. I oh, hope yeah. you did too. It was just oh, fun yeah. reminiscing on old stories and... <laughs> Just yeah. kind of learn a little bit more about your music background, man. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I hope all the listeners as well, uh, you guys enjoyed it. Uh, please, you know, remember to like, follow, and subscribe to whatever you're listening on. Uh, please check out our website. We'll have all the stuff we talked about on the website for you guys to look at, whatever. Um, I also recently have um, merch for the website. Go So go check it out. And uh, that's it, man. Nice. That's it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you.